Sainstorming, brainstorming sane ideas for a complex world. No fluff here, just quality, thought-provoking content. Hi everyone, welcome to my second podcast in my brand new series uh, calling, called Sainstorming, the Sainstorming Podcast. Um, last session we had a kind of an introduction of who I am, what I'm hoping to accomplish here. And um, you know, it was interesting because I really got a lot of positive feedback. Um, I, you know, people started listening to, to the podcast and my goal basically is for each and every one of you to be able to take away something, something of substance that's going to make a difference in your life. That's really the idea. Um, some of the stuff you're going to be like, oh, wow. And some of the stuff you're going to be like, um, did I know this already? Or is this something, you know, and it's really formatting things in a, in, in a way to help give us perspective and awareness in different areas. And, um, so let's I want to just backtrack a tiny drop because I want this experience for you guys to be something that's ongoing, something that you can follow and something that you can actually um, do the exercises, come back, let me know how they went, if they were helpful. And last week we started talking a little bit about this idea how inside each and every one of us there are different tracks and just because I get frustrated about something that's going on in my life it doesn't mean that there aren't other parts of my life that I'm actually great, very grateful for and they can happen simultaneously and the idea was that when we do get frustrated or when we have an episode or an incident that occurs that upsets us or makes us feel unsettled or insecure or frustrated to, okay, feel it. We're allowed to feel it, absolutely. That's who we are. That's um, who we are. We are, we are feelers. And that's the, that is the most dominant feeling at the moment. But I want afterwards, after it's over, to kind of see if we can balance out whatever that thought was whatever that feeling was with tapping into a different track to kind of keep the balance uh, and I want to tell you like an example somebody had told me that they actually heard the podcast and something that they tried to do and um, without getting too specific about the you know actual details but it had something to do with um, fellow went out to work in the morning and before he left he got into some sort of um, I don't know he got into one of those uh, little scuffles with his wife and um, he was really frustrated and annoyed and he left to work and he was kind of like on his way to work and he told me that of course it, at the moment it was hard for him to do this but as he was driving he felt himself calming down and cooling off and, you know, he kept tapping into that feeling. Oh, I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. But he remembered the podcast and he decided what he was going to go do is he was going to try to counteract that or try to balance or neutralize that 
feeling with tapping into a track um, of something that he values about his wife. And he said it was actually very, very helpful for him because what it did was it didn't leave him with this define, defi defining uh, emotion um, that carried out through his day, but rather things got things were balanced out a lot more and he put things more into perspective. And um, he told me shortly afterwards, he actually called his wife and he apologized and he, you know, and he was able to continue his day. Uh, and he said that most of the time when something like that would happen, uh, it really tends to take a chunk out of his day and a lot of emotional energy and tension. But uh, in this particular situation, he felt that um, kind of neutralizing with this uh, different tracks or this yin-yang kind of approach um, was very, very helpful. So um, that was last week's podcast. And I want last week to be a little bit of a springboard for what I want to talk to you guys about today. Because last week was the idea that we have all different kind of, um, we have multi, we are, we are multifaceted with all types of conflicting emotions going on inside of us. Um, that's part of being human. That is the gift of being human. Uh, we are not uh, one-dimensional or two-dimensional. We have many, many different dimensions. And they're all true, and they are all correct, and we are entitled to feel all of them. Uh, and I want to take this concept and see if we can broaden it out a little bit to uh, a, a that this concept that I'm talking about is more of an internal kind of process inside of you there's different layers there's different tracks right but I want to use that concept um, I want to use that concept to help us recognize that that can exist also as a global kind of like a global um, sense that we need to keep in mind when we are making a choice or we're making a decision or we're ready to act upon something. Because I find very, very often I'll have people come in and they'll talk about things that they are, things that they're very passionate about. It may be um, it may be an ethic, it may be some sort of a value, it may be uh, an idealism that they have, and they're very, very passionate about it. And that's wonderful. I, I encourage that kind of um, passion. The thing is that I find sometimes people take that passion and they get so hyper-focused. They get very, very hyper-focused on one dimension um, because that's obviously we're talking about a value that's very dear to an individual. Uh, so the natural tendency is going to be that that value is going to take precedence almost over everything because that value is speaking the loudest at that given moment. And what happens is very often that in the moment of us uh, trying to hold dear to our, whether it's a conviction or whether it's a decision or a choice that we make, Right, we fail very often to see the global or the bigger picture, 
And when you have a hard time seeing the bigger picture, it makes choosing and it makes deciding and it makes um, navigating very, very difficult. Now, I just want to say, obviously, um, many, many times when you look at that global picture, you may still opt to choose to follow your conviction and follow your original path, which is which is great, which is the way it should be. But what I'm saying is, in the decision process, there needs to be an assessment of all angles. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you a couple examples, actually. So one example I want to give is regarding a fellow who was in my office, and he had a very, very strong, strong feeling about an opinion about social media, right? We're all in a generation of social media. We know the benefits of it. And we also know that it has its uh, challenges, without a doubt, especially for a family person. Uh, so he had this sort of, uh, he had this, uh, how should we call it? He had this situation where he felt his wife was very, very um, uh, into her social media to the extent that he felt that she was almost like addicted to it, whether it was Instagram or WhatsApp or the chats or whatnot. And she felt that he felt that it was literally taking away valuable time from the from her from her, the kids. And she also agreed that, you know, she she's it was distra it was a distraction. It was a distraction for her, which in turn ended up being a, a distraction in her parenting, effective parenting and it was a difficult, uh, you know. It was it was not a it wasn't a uh, an ideal situation to say the least for the family. So what he did was, he decided very strongly that he wanted to figure out a way to help his wife sort of help quote unquote his wife give it up because he was so passionate about it. And what did he do? He wrote a uh, whatever the details were, but he tried to do some sort of a tactful, I don't think it was tactful enough to tell you the truth, but, uh, and it wasn't actually, <laughs> but he really, he, he tried to get her to give it up. And what happened? What happened was she did give it up. And a couple of weeks later, it kind of really blew up in his face how miserable she is and how much she felt coerced into having to live up to that standard when she wasn't ready and she wishes that she would have had the opportunity to make her own choice etc etc and it became a whole domestic kind of kind of situation and he couldn't understand he had a very very difficult time he couldn't understand he said this is obviously this is a value of mine this is something that's i feel is so important and so crucial and and I tried to do it in a very nice way, and look what happened. And I said to him, that value that you have is a wonderful value. It really is. And there's a lot of pluses to it. But you need to realize and you need to understand that when you decide to execute a value or to make a choice, it's not enough to just be hyper-focused on your particular 
on your particular agenda. But rather, you really need to take a step back and understand that there's going to be all types of repercussions. There's going to be all types of repercussions. What is this decision? What is this action of encouraging my wife to give up her social media? What impact might that have on our relationship? What impact might that have for her when for her it's something that even though I can't really understand it per se, but for her, it's her connection to the social, her social world. That's her social life, right? So he failed to see that. And he said, yeah, but what am I, but, but look at the social media stuff. And I said, yeah, but look at your, did you take into consideration, did you take into consideration the, bird's eye view of this did you take into consideration how it's your responsibility as a husband to make sure that your wife feels um, that her needs are met and she's connected and that she has that freedom to make her own choices do you realize that by pushing your agenda you took that away from her so I I said to him and the conversation went on and on, but I said to him, value systems are wonderful, but let's not have selective values. Granted, certain values and ideas and concepts are more dear to us than others. There's no question about that. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own life's experiences. And that is what develops people into having their own personal convictions and decisions and worldviews and etc. However... However, it's very important to remember, very important to remember, that your choices, you need to have a multi-angled approach and you need to not be selective when you're making choices that affect other human beings. And I would venture to say that most choices that we make are not uh, going to exclude or not impact others. That's going to be hard to find because we live in a world that we are were created and built to interact with others. And many, many of our choices and many, many of our decisions is going to impact others. And it's really it's it's just not a simple it's not a simple matter. And you know what? And I I want to take this a little further. I, I really feel that so often people become uh, I very, very idealistic in their views and passionate in their views and, and they lose sight of the bigger picture because they're so hyper-focused on that view. I mean, just to give you the most extreme, extreme, ridiculous, we're not even talking about this level, but just the most ridiculous kind of example is somebody that's um, pro-life and he is uh, taking open shots at a at a, at the abortion clinic, right? I mean, <laughs> that is the biggest hypocrisy that can exist, right? But where is it coming from? It's coming from because the person is so fixated on their belief, on their belief system, they're not able to take a step back and realize that there's a tr- there's a forest here. 
there's a forest here. And that doesn't mean that that abortion, that's, by the way, please, the last thing I need is for you guys to walk away and say, oh, <laughs> Ifra is, um, he, he, <laughs> he's pro-choice, because that's not the case at all. But the point is, the point is that the way the fellow is going about doing what he's doing is completely wrong because he is taking the lives at the same moment that he's being that he's claiming that he's pro that his agenda is uh, is pro life. What kind of pro life is that, right? So that's the, that's like a really like an extreme extreme kind of case. But we do this. We all do this sometimes, and it can be very very dangerous, very dangerous. Um, another example I would like to give you is. This is a little bit on the uh, of a positive kind of kind of spin. I had a a woman that came in and she was very very, you know, we just had a summer summer vacation and she had taken her kids on this um, trip, and it was a difficult trip. You know how it is taking kids for a trip. You know, we uh, us adults usually end up needing vacations afterwards, uh, but you know the idea is sometimes in these family trips that for us to give the kids a good time. And she found herself um, a couple times being on edgy and being on edge. And she sort of, you know, she lost herself here and there. I think I was well, a couple times. And she felt horrible about it because she's like, what kind of thing is this? What am I giving to my kids? And she started really beating herself up about it. And I said to her, listen, you know, you're hyper-focused. You're being hyper-focused on this one slip-up. Yeah, can we learn something from it? Can we work in the future? Correct, absolutely. But you got to take a step back. You gave your kids a great time, and they, as kids, are going to look at this bigger picture. And you know what? We're going to, hopefully, these kids are going to walk away with the positive memories. And these kids, and you know what? Yeah, we're going to make it up to them. We'll make it up to them. You'll try to work on yourself in the future right we all have parents have to work on our self restraint and our emotional regulation and all that kind of stuff right obviously however um we have to realize that we live in a world that has a lot of different dimensions and there's a lot of different aspects and we have to be careful when we hyper focus just on one we have to be very careful about that. I want to just end off. Um, you know, there's a famous, famous uh, story from the big, the big uh, Musser uh, founder, as they call him, Rabbi Salanter. And the, the story goes like this, that a, one of his Talmidim, one of his students, came up to Rabbi Salanter and said, said Rabbi, what? Kavana, what intention should I have when I'm putting my tzitzis on? When I'm putting on my talis in the morning, what should I be thinking of? And he and he answered back, which is a typical sort of kind of Rabbi Salanter story. He said that when you when you wrap your talis around, you be careful not to hit. You know what intention you should have? Make sure to concentrate not to hit the person in back of you with your tzitzis. Right. And so we all take out of the story, oh, that he means you always have to think about the other person, and all that. But I, I think there's a much greater message that he was trying to give over in this story. And it wouldn't do justice 
to Rabbi Sol Salanter to say he was just kind of like um, negating the entire question and he was sort of just saying uh, just you know make sure not to hit somebody you know think of your fellow man be kind to your fellow Jew I mean that's also that's obviously true but I, I think that he intended a much greater message and the greater message is that no matter what it is that you're doing for whatever the reason, he felt that he needed to give this person, this individual, to let this particular lesson. But whatever it is that you're doing, whatever your decision is, just make sure that you're taking a global view and taking into account all the different variables. Make sure that what it, what you do of uh, of have causes and effects and uh, impacts and influences, and then make your decision. So when you're putting on your tzitzis, okay, when you're putting on your tzitzis, yes, you have to have kavana, but don't let that be at the expense, right, of forgetting about all the angles and the bigger picture. So that's today's idea, is thinking about the bigger picture. And I want you to walk away with this. And perhaps there's a situation that will happen over the week that for kind of maybe can parallel both the stories that I gave, these examples that I gave. One could be a story of, um, you know, being very, very hard. You, you, you know, some one story could have to do with uh, disciplining your child, right? Because he did something terrible, right? But at the same time, you have to also remember how is that discipline going to impact our relationship? What manner am I... In disciplining him in is it coming with out of anger is it coming in a way that's going to be hurtful and damaging what expense am i is it costing me to teach him this lesson right well this is, that's really a whole other discussion uh, in itself and we will talk a lot about parenting and disciplining but i want us to take this concept with us trying to look at the bigger picture and not hyper focus just on our agenda let's not get lost in the forest looking at the leaves at the one leaf let's try to see the bigger picture and remember that we're in a forest of many trees and many leaves and without with that i will leave you until next time um, once again i welcome and welcome all of your comments uh, my email address is therapy at aspire.org uh, and I want to thank you all for really giving me this opportunity to and to be able to connect with you and to be able to um, same storm together with you it's really an amazing it's been an amazing experience and I I thank you for taking the time to listen and I look very much forward to um, working with you again next session. Thanks so much. Have a great one.